This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and you may have read my work at places like the Hardball Times and Baseball Prospectus. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. We're on Instagram at Locked On Yankees. I'm in the Spotify green room at Stace Gotts. And we're on YouTube. Just look up Locked On Yankees and please subscribe. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. It's going to be a good one. We have a good game to discuss. Tuesday night's game against the Orioles was probably one of the Yankees' best all-around games. There was good pitching. There was good hitting. There wasn't a lot of run giving (laughs) upping. That's not even a phrase. I just made that up. Anyway, we'll talk all about it. Talk about the performances by the young guys, specifically Luis Heal and more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So last night's game is basically how Monday night's game should have gone. The Yankees should have beaten up on the Orioles on Monday as well and not lost 7-1. But last night was a nice bounce back game for the Yankees in all aspects. As I said at the top, they had good hitting. They had good pitching. Yeah, it was one of the easiest games to watch. And as you know, if you've been watching the 2021 Yankees all season, we haven't had a lot of those. So it was a welcome relief to see the Yankees play the way they're supposed to. This is how you're supposed to perform against a bad team. No offense to the Orioles, but they're 38 and 68, so they are bad. Let's get the scoring out of the way. Gleyber Torres hit a double. Hallelujah. That was the first run of the game. Gary Sanchez scored from first. He motored it from first base. So anyone who says that he's slow and lazy, I'm going to say this. You can get bent. Okay, go scratch. Do all that stuff. Thank you. DJ LeMayhew hit a double. Greg Allen scores. Makes it 2-0. Anthony Rizzo hits a single because of course he did. (laughs) DJ LeMayhew scored. Made it 3-0. Giancarlo Stanton hit a single. Scores Rizzo, makes it 4 nothing. Gary Sanchez hits a double. Scores Aaron Judge, makes it 5 nothing. Glaber Torres hits a sack fly that scores San- Stanton. Santon, who is that? Uh, makes it 6 nothing. Giancarlo Stanton hits a home run, his 17th of the season. It was of the three-run variety. So it went from 6 nothing to 9 nothing. So from a touchdown and then an, a field goal. Or maybe they scored three field goals. We'll say that. They scored three field goals. So Ryan Mountcastle hit a double in the bottom of the eighth against Brody Corner, who's one of the young kids I will be talking about in a bit. Not a big deal. Cedric Mullins scores. Tyler Wade hits a double. 
I know. Glaber Torres and Ruggie Odor score makes it 11-1. Anthony Rizzo hits a ground out to short that scores Wade from third, makes it 12-1. And then Aaron Judge just adds on to it and hits his 22nd home run in the bottom of the eighth to make it 13-1. It's also his eighth home run against the Orioles this season. So yeah, the Yankees, that was a good game to watch. Again, it was easy. It wasn't too frustrating. Hopefully they didn't get all their runs out of them last night, and hopefully they won't be shut down by Matt Harvey tonight, but we'll preview that in the third segment. But let's talk about the job that young Luis Heal did. In a spot start, in place of Garrett Cole, with fewer than 24 hours to react to this news because he found out the night before that he was going to be pitching for the New York Yankees, he comes out, and some people were worried about this because he hadn't looked that good in A. He comes out, and he pitches like a veteran. Now, some people will poo-poo this. Some people already have, joking that the Orioles aren't a major league team. They're a major league team. They're not a good major league team, but they're a major league team. And they have some good hitters on that team. And he shut them down for the most part. So good job by Luis Heal. I'll get the exact numbers. I should have them drilled in my head because I said them about 15 times while I was doing my outtakes for my postgame video. (laughs) No, it doesn't take me two seconds to do those. Anyway, six innings, gave up four hits, no runs, only one walk, six strikeouts. He threw 88 pitches, 62 of them were for strikes. He looked really good. Really, really good. I was very impressed with that performance. Again, there's a lot of pressure on a young kid to do that. As I said, all of the things that I mentioned, it's a spot start in place of Garrett Cole, okay? Garrett Cole is the Yankees' ace. He signed for $324 million. He's the guy you want on the mound every fifth day. And he's out with COVID. So is Jordan Montgomery, by the way, in case you didn't know that. Because apparently everyone on the Yankees is going to catch COVID at some point this season. Then after Gill is taken out, Stephen Writings comes in. Another kid making his debut. And what does he do? (laughs) He strikes out three in his only inning of work. Gives up a hit, gave up a double, but then he rebounded and got the strikeout to end the inning. But he threw 16 pitches. 13 of them were for strikes. He was throwing balls 100 miles an hour. He was throwing balls 88 miles an hour. That's what you want to see from a pitcher. That's one of my favorite things in the world. When a guy can throw that hard and then, oh, what's the, what's the phrase? Pull the string? Is that it? Is that the pitching terminology? And fool guys on a secondary pitch? Just wow. Unbelievable. He also looked like he was about 13. Um, I I just, I can't get over how young these guys are. Then Brady Corner comes in, pitches two innings, gives up the one run, but only gives up two hits, walks one. I mean, unbelievable. (laughs) Just, the Yankees needed this badly. Sure, the offense helped, you know, but they had just those three young kids making their major league debuts all on the same night come out and do what they did. This helps the bullpen immensely. They did everything that the Yankees hoped that they would do. Not expected. No one expected this. So some fun facts. 
This is the first time that the Yankees had three pitchers make their major league debut in a game since September 26, 1950. It's the first time in major league history that three pitchers made their debut in the same game. I said that strange. In the same game and were the only three pitchers in that game for one team. That's pretty cool. In a moment, you'll hear from some of the heroes of Tuesday night's game. But first, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. That would be Yankees and baseball for you. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Yankees hopefully once a week, and that means you can join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball. You'll have a chance to chat with me, and you might even have a chance to be featured on Locked on Yankees through the Green Room conversations. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Stay Scott so you'll be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Yankees next time I do a room, so I'll see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. First up, Luis Heal, starter of the game, gets his first major league win. By the way, this is the first time that a starter made his debut and did as well as he did, as in at least six innings and no runs. Since Sam Militello, back in August 1992. Anyone else old enough to remember when Sam made his debut? Because I am. I remember watching it. Anyway, here is Luis Heal after last night's game. Can you just take me through the last 24 hours? How did you find out that you were being called up? Were you surprised to learn you'd be making your debut? And what was the anticipation like as you got ready to take the mound? Yeah, well, uh, I was getting ready uh, to go to to go to bed. Uh, you know, I was pitching uh, the next day in AAA, and, and I see that Desi sent me a message that he was going to call me. So um, I speak to him, and he tells me that I'm going that I was I'm going to the big leagues uh, just like that. And uh, I, I couldn't, you know, I was so excited. I uh, I called my family. Uh, um, I, I barely slept, you know, uh, the the emotion and, and, and everything that I felt, you know, uh, going through my head at the moment. How did you manage those emotions on the mound? Yeah, the, you know, I, I prayed a lot and I asked for for, uh, for guidance because I knew I was going to be nervous, you know, and uh, thankfully, uh, you know, I was able to relax uh, throughout the whole game and... And, and yeah, like I said, thank God, uh, you know, uh, myself and the team, you know, we were able to work together very well. And, um, I'm hoping uh, that this is just the beginning and we can keep doing, uh, keep, we can keep working together the way we, uh, we work tonight. What will you remember most from tonight? Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination of, of the call, you know, once they told me that I was going to the big leagues and, and just, being able to pitch six innings, you know, it's, it's hard to believe right now, you know, and uh, I feel so proud because of all the work uh, that, I, that I've done and because of my family too, uh, you know, they've, they've always been there for me and they've uh, offered a lot of support. Uh, 
for so many years. So a combination of those two, two things I will always uh, remember. Congratulations. Thanks. So Heal was moved back down to Scranton, and a lot of people were panicking about that. But I believe with the COVID rules, he doesn't have to stay down there for 10 days. He can come back up. The Yankees just need to make other moves because of all the other issues that they have. Aside from Garrett Cole, they also have Jordan Montgomery on the COVID list. Domingo Herman, I believe his arm is hurt. So there's a whole bunch of things going on for the Yankees. So don't worry. You'll see Luis Heal again. And soon. Next up, Stephen Writings, who was the next man up out of the bullpen following Luis Heal. And he also had a very impressive Major League debut. Here's what he had to say about that. Can you just describe your emotions when your number was called in that bullpen? Uh, adrenaline is the only word I can think of. Uh, you know, heart was racing, mind was all over the place. So it was important to just take a breath and go through the routine of getting ready. You fall behind in the count of the first batter, 3-0. How do you harness that adrenaline and focus back in on the batter? I, I usually just kick off the mound, take a deep breath, and put everything I have into that next pitch. How crazy have the last 24 hours been for you? Incredibly. Uh, some personal stuff happening off the field that not a lot of guys know about. And uh, to be able to have this moment uh, with my family in the stands was very special. Seemed like the guys were really enjoying your performance tonight. What did they say to you when you got back to the dugout? Uh, everyone was absolutely thrilled for me. Um, great jobs all around. So it seemed like guys guys liked it. <laughs> we'll take the next one from Dave Lennon. Hey, Stephen. Um, who, who was here from your family tonight? Uh, I had my mom and my dad, uh, one of our close family friends and I ended up having a bunch of other people in town that I didn't even know were here. So uh, a good group of good group of people for sure. And 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 you went from being a guy who I think was picked like 250th or so in the draft. Did you? Yep. I know you always had big ideas of what you could do, but I don't know if you ever point envisioned standing on the mound in uh, in pinstripes for the Yankees in that spot. Uh, definitely not. Not until this year. Um, but you take it in stride, and it was a great moment. And, and just one last one. What, how do you describe going from being the guy when you first took the mound? It looks like the nerves were rattling you a little bit. But, but, but by the end, it seemed like you were really feeling it. I mean, it seemed like you really had kind of control of the moment. It was really just a matter of finding that first strike. Um, once we found it, it was easy to lock in and make pitch, just pitch. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Brendan Cuddy, you have the next question. Hey, Stephen, I just asked because you had mentioned that you said you were dealing with some personal stuff. I understand it's personal stuff, but is there, are you able to speak at all about what was bothering you, what was going on? Uh, yesterday, my grandmother passed. Um, it was two years after the passing of my grandfather at about the same time now. Um, so in the midst of my family trying to figure out funeral plans and wakes and dealing with all that um getting the call today and and having this moment with them was uh, undescribable 
In a moment, more sound bites from last night's heroes. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has many delicious flavors? Of course you do. If you listen to the show, I talk about it all the time. But there's something for everyone. And when you talk to someone who loves Built Bar, they're definitely passionate about their favorites, like me with mint brownie. But the other flavors, in case you don't know, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Built Bars are high in protein low in calories, low in sugar. They taste good, they're good for you, and they taste bad for you. That's the fun part. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty cool. Again, my favorite flavor is mint brownie. Get a mixed box, try them all. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors and figure out what your favorite is. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Mint brownie is so good. If you like chocolate and mint, I would not steer you wrong. If you don't, you have plenty of other flavors to try, so try them. Do it. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off. Brody Corner was the third guy out of the bullpen, and this is what he had to say about his Major League debut. Hey, Brody, you see two guys making their Major League debuts before you. What's going through your mind as you're sitting out there in that bullpen? I mean, it's awesome to see those guys go out and do their thing. Um, I was really excited and happy for them. They went and got the job done. It was awesome to see. Were you hoping that they would call your number tonight, or, or what were you, you know, what were you thinking when you were out there? Uh, I mean, of course, every time, you know, the your first day in the big leagues, you want to throw, obviously, and it was awesome to get the opportunity. And yeah, I mean, the whole game, it's like, okay, it's kind of shaping up that way. You know, we got a big lead. All right, perfect. Can you describe your emotions as you ran from the bullpen to the mound and eventually threw your first pitch as the Yankee in the big leagues? Uh, it's kind of a whirlwind, to be honest with you. Like the last 24 hours have been kind of crazy, and um, to kind of to culminate it all with being able to pitch at Yankee Stadium is just a blessing from God for sure. How would you describe tonight? It's awesome. I mean, it's a lot of fun. That's what you dream of as a as a little kid when you start playing when you're five years old. Anyone else for Brody? Go once up. Drew Casey, please unmute. Brody, when the offense is putting up numbers like it was earlier in the game, what is that like to watch, or are you still just too focused in since it's your first day in the big leagues to not really pay too much attention? No, I mean, obviously, like, watching those guys do their thing is, is awesome. Anytime, you know, as, as a pitcher, anytime the offense goes out and scores like they did tonight, like, you feel very confident in what you guys can do as a team. Um, and it's awesome to see those guys do what they can do. Bob Clappish, you have the next question. Was it hard not to to look up in the stands and see um, all those people, you know, looking down at you, or, or instead of just focusing on, you know, the batter and, and the target? Um, I'm wondering what the temptation was to just take in the moment for a moment. Yeah, so I think the it was nice getting here early for BP and all that stuff, so I could kind of take it in before I got out there. And then, obviously, when I was out there, it's it's trying to get the job done. And uh, to be honest with you, when I when I'm pitching, I see like the just the backstop and the catcher and the batter and the umpire, and that's about it. Um, so it was nice to be here early to check it out and kind of take it all in. And then when the lights were on, it's time to go do it. So yeah, last night, last night was a good night for the Yankees. Just, it's the kind of game you want to see. It's the kind of game you don't expect, especially after what happened Monday. You figure, here we go. Here's a kid who's never pitched in the majors, who knows what's going to happen The Orioles, as bad as they are, they do have some pesky hitters on that team, and he just did such a great job, talking about heel starting, did such a great job of holding them at bay. 
I was so impressed with his performance. I was impressed with writing's performance. I was impressed with Corner's performance. I mean, it's not easy to come out within 24 hours of you finding out that you're going to be pitching on the mound at Yankee Stadium and do as well as they did. So good job all around by all three of them. What a fun night. And I'm sure it was fun for the older guys, older, the guys on the Yankees who are, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, who've been in the league for a while to see these guys come out and do what they did. And you could tell they showed Aaron Boone's reaction to writing's inning. And he just had a look on his face like, wow, that was unexpected. Tonight's matchup features the current AL Pitcher of the Month. I mean, I know he won for July, but he's the reigning AL Pitcher of the Month, Jamison Tyone. He's been doing really well lately. I told you all he's been doing really well lately, doing well enough to win AL Pitcher of the Month. So it's going to be Tyone against Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey has been doing well lately also. Not well enough to win AL Pitcher of the Month, but in his last three starts, he's lasted, let's see, his last start, six in the third. Previous start to that, six previous start to that six and he has not given up a run in any of those starts can the yankees be the ones to break that streak we'll find out tyone let's see his last start was only five and two-thirds but he didn't give up any runs he got the win he's gotten the win in his last three starts but his best start was his seven inning start against boston on the 24th in fenway it was the only game that they won in that series he gave up one earned run Struck out four, walked three, gave up four hits. Not exactly dominating, but the seven innings is a good sign from him. So hopefully he will turn things around against the Orioles a bit because, you know, going from seven to five and two thirds, it's almost like an every other game thing with him. So maybe he'll pitch seven innings again tonight and do a good job. We'll see. So to recap, the Yankees have their best game of the season. Offensively, definitely 13 runs. It's the most runs they've scored all year. And... Pitching-wise, three kids make their debut for the first time ever in baseball history as the only three pitchers featured from a team. And in Yankees history, only the second time that they've had three pitchers make their debut. Last time, as I said, was September 26th, 1950. That is a long time ago. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Bets. Betting on the Yankees doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.